Welcome everyone to Dollars and Cents. This is our seventh, um, seventh um episode. You know, so we're gonna get it sorted out. We have a special guest in the Already? house. Seven yeah, episodes? seven. You know, we about to be finished the first season. Okay. It's been pretty good. Um, we have Mr. Bobby Chen in the building this evening. He's a CAIA, um, and he's a San Dollar, I believe, spokesperson for the Central Bank of the Bahamas. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me, boys. Well, that's good. So, w- w- really quickly, what is the CAIA? What do y'all do? Uh, CAIA is a Chartered Alternative Investment Analyst, which is, um, I guess a subset of the CFA uh, sort of certification where it focuses more so on alternative investments like real estate, hedge funds, um, um, uh, structured products. Gold and, and yeah, okay. no, well, gold is more traditional sense investment, but it would be more like, um, you know, hedge funds and uh, and uh, structured products and those okay. kinds of things. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, we got, we still got Jay in the building. Yeah, we still here. So, uh, Carlisle. Right there, I was tagging along with these, <laughs> these fellas. Okay, so what we usually do, like I say, you know, like, so we want to pretty much, like, break down a lot of stuff that's been going on just in a financial, tune down the financial job. Corona! Well, yeah, let's corona talk about the virus. corona. Let's talk about, like, <laughs> corona. the financial <laughs> impact that the coronavirus is going to have. Money on coffee around here. Which, which no. stock's going up, Carla? You got a two-cough quota. Two-cough yeah, quota, yeah. Two-cough <laughs> quota, then that's After it for me. Then you yeah, it's 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 funny because we like we were talking before the episode, just all the hype around it, yeah. right? Um, and and you know, stock markets, a lot of it is a lot of it is driven by hype. Mm-hmm. It's driven by you know what people are feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for example, you know, as a result of the corona, people ain't going out no more. Mm-hmm. They're staying in. Mm-hmm. They ordering they ordering Domino's. They ordering the pizza instead of going out for dinner. So so Domino's and those pizza places, delivery places are up. I was saying Peloton is up. People are working out inside. Mm-hmm. Um, Netflix is up. All the Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm. They ain't going to the movies. They stay right at home. Oh, um, um, uh, Cisco is up. All those uh, meetings that you have to go to, which really could have been an email or right. a call. We now realize they could have been a call. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, it's funny to see the way it's impacting the market. Well, definitely, because like even a lot of universities away, like you know, that they've now resorted to all online classes and stuff like that. And I think it's smart. I've even heard rumors that the University of the Bahamas will now be shifting uh, their servers and everything to online courses. Mm. So it, it makes sense. I mean, it, it only, it only, honestly and truly, only makes sense. Is it, is Corona as bad if you make it seem though? No. Or is it just Nobody like, or is this a hyped up flu? Or is this hyped up flu? Yeah, it's all sensationalized. But you know, the media have to do their job in some way. <laughs> Money yeah, you know, it's and it's a fair to unknown, but it's like first it was brand new, and now it's like nobody know where it come from exactly, who got it, or it's like it ain't no clear symptoms. It's like just it, a fair yeah. to unknown. But it spreads easier. Is that the issue? It's just easy. It's very. It's, yeah, and and I think the uh, the period of the the what do you call it? Not the, the, inc- part, like the, the incubation, incubation period, period is right. longer. Mm-hmm. It's like ah, two weeks. So you don't know. Of, uh, you may not show symptoms up to two weeks, but yes, you're, you're still a carrier of the virus. Wow, well, that's deep. So, but one of the other things, like I said, so definitely. Definitely, like, we know the corona is trending, but I think what's also trending, you know, locally, like, we look at it, um, I saw recently that the Securities Commission
Commission was hit for $850,000. Mm. The Securities Commission. Fraud. Hold on, hold on. Say that again. Say it again. The Securities Commission of the Bahamas. Matter of fact, let me do you one better. Let me read the statement, right? Yeah. Let me just give a brief synopsis. In early February 2020, following our normal internal processes, the Commission discovered an irregularity in its operational bank account. Mm. The appropriate persons at our bank were immediately contacted for an explanation and correction of the irregularities, right? And they said that it was determined that a fraudulent check in the amount of $850,000 was cleared through the commission's account in January 2020. Mm. So, that's very interesting. A check... And, and so, like, it's not a wire transaction. I mean, the statement is still very vague in essence, but you're talking about a check for $850,000. How, how, how does that clear? How does that clear? Without any red flags, anybody taking a second look at it, eight fifty. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, it tells me a lot. What does it tell you? What does it tell you, Bobby? There's not enough regulations and parameters <laughs> or control around around these uh, operations. Yes, you know? and, and it's sad. I mean, it's honestly because we're looking at it. The Securities Commission is, you know, it's Regulated. it's a regulatory body. <laughs> That's the police. For the police. <laughs> that is robbing the police. Eh? <laughs> and so, like, it gets just gives you a lot of question. And then, you know, just recently, I heard that the Ministry of Tourism, like they, um, someone was let go about for one point two million dollars. So, like, I mean. I believe, sorry, like, I mean, we live in a world whereas there has to be consequences. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you cannot be the head of an accounts department or something and $850,000 and $1.2 million is just vanished or disappears on any watch. Bro, this got to go with sense. Like, it, it has to be so, some consequences. So, how so, much dollars? It gotta, someone got to have sense. Got to. So I think, do you all think here in the Bahamas in general, we have a, is there, is there um, an, a culture of stealing in general? Or is this something that we see everywhere in terms of regulators and people? Because I know for a fact, right, a lot of banks, um, a lot of people steal from banks, you know. But a lot of times, banks don't publicize that mm-hmm. because they want you to have the confidence that your right. money is safe. So if I know you, if I know someone walked True. out with twenty grand, I'm gonna try and find that within the bank without making a stir about it. And if I find it. Good. If I don't, then I'm just like, okay, you know what? It's not worth it to say. Yeah, anything. they gotta write it off. So is is this something that happens? That you believe happens often around in the industry, or I, I, is this think, something that we just babe, just got fast hands? No, I think it does. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it happens as frequent as you know some people may believe, but it does happen. And I think you know, even if there's a culture of stealing, there needs to be a culture of punishment. Right. <laughs> you Absolutely. know, point blank, yeah. like mm. because okay, sorry, like all of us are here not naive. You're not gonna go for the first time and take eight hundred fifty thousand no, dollars. No, Thank you. Thank you. So you yes. don't you don't realize you don't take a little five grand, a little twelve hundred here. I can get away. So now, okay, you know it's always that one last yeah. time. This yeah. one good haul, right? Yeah. Come on, you're not going eight hundred fifty thousand your first yep. time or one point two million dollars your no. first time. You have already succeeded at stealing smaller amounts. Right. <laughs> and I think that's also a testament to, to the slackness of, of our legal system as well, mm. you know, the inadequacies. Mm. And I think that criminal cr- criminals are getting more and more egregious and blatant in their acts. Even if you look at, because I'm a, I'm a watch fan, so a couple of weeks ago I know that the, the Rolex store got hit, mm-hmm. right? Right in Paradise Island. Right, yes. Like these guys legitimately walked in boldly, smashed the windows, grab and go, and may have, may have even strolled or walked casually out of the hotel. <laughs> yes. Hold on, they got away. 
away with it? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, man. They, they got away well, with it. How do you... Over P.I. Like, yeah, why you can't PI. get over, back over, over the bridge? <laughs> like, how you get back over the bridge? There's only one bridge over, one bridge coming. That's a blatant just need to, Okay, let me just stop. Let me just stop this bridge and let me just see who else, who the hell going over this yeah. bridge. It's incredible. I mean, like, yeah. so it, it's it's amazing. So so this brings me to, to to I think what what I think we got we have you here, Bobby, for the expert, mm-hmm. the man, the man in regards to um, all things crypto and sand dollar, mm. um, and digital. and yeah. digital mm-hmm. digital money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to know. Bobby, digital. I want to know. <laughs> How uh, okay? For, first, we 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 could do the sand dollar, the cryptocurrency first. Which one do you want to go for first, Bobby? Which, for, to make it easier. Like, we could do a little segue with okay. With, maybe so, with cryptocurrency first. And okay, how and then first. Okay, so so we were just talking about people stealing, skimming money out the system. Mm-hmm. Um, does crypto assist? Cryptocurrency assist with the safety of money? What what is it? Could you give us a rundown of what it is and how does that affect? You know. What? So first, I want to say that I want to. Disclaim myself and say that the views expressed here in this podcast does not reflect that of any financial institutions nor the central bank. This is just my personal views. No Perfect. investments. Um, you know, you know, uh, decisions are, are being made right now. And no investment advice. No this is not in, investment, investment advice, advice as well. Mm. Spoken like a true, true, like a true inve- uh, uh, financial uh, advisor. Yes. Uh, but uh, first of all, yeah, cryptocurrency is, I would say, uh, is a double-edged sword for for in many regards because on one hand, it demarcates Democratizes the system to where, um, you know, you can have the freedom to be able to transfer money to and from individuals across the globe without having to be, um, I guess, uh, hindered by by these global large banks that 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 pretty much um, pretty much have a have a, a big stake in in these in these international transactions and they kind of hold you hostage in being able to do these transactions but on the other hand um, you, you can shield a lot of your um, illicit activities also through um, cryptocurrencies being facilitated by coins that are not tracked on the blockchain are, are very difficult for agencies mm. to track um, the movement of these of these values so I, I guess it could be argued on both sides and that's why a lot of central banks around the world as we as we kind of traverse into this 21st century like this this technological revolution the greatest technological revolution of our times almost akin to sort of like the, the the dot-com days, you know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So this is like, I feel like the new wave of technological um, mm-hmm. revolution. So, so so if I'm a tell out a bank, mm-hmm. do I have to be concerned about my job? Because it sounds like y'all putting RBC and some of these other banks, CI, um, C, Commonwealth Bank, some of these banks can be in trouble. It sounds like y'all replacing, no. um, crypt, not y'all, but cryptocurrency is no. replacing the function of banks. So first of all, sand dollar is not a cryptocurrency. It is a digital currency that is backed by our foreign reserves the same way that you, uh, the Bahamian dollar in our, in our pockets and in, in, in represented in fiat is represented, um, but more, more so just in a digital format. Okay. Um, Hold on, Bobby. So, before, so, you mo- before you go, yeah. on, I just want I just want you break that down. The mm-hmm. difference between the the sand dollar being backed by the actual dollar and it not being a cryptocurrency. Because when people ask, it's like, okay, this the Bahamian cryptocurrency, and it's like, no, it isn't it's crypto not, it's not, currency, it's not crypto. but digital currency. Right. So so cryptocurrency usually has an underlying asset class that they that 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 backs the value of this particular product or particular uh, uh, securities, if you if you want to call it. I mean, there there's a big debate debate over whether or not it's a securities or whether or not it's a it's an asset or whether or not it's just a currency in itself. 
But I would say, generally speaking, cryptocurrency is backed by technology. Okay. Right. The, the, that's that's the value of it. That's the value proposition of it all. It's not by, backed by anything tangible. I mean, in certain regards, yeah. Like, and I think Carrot Bar, the one that has been popularized in the Bahamas, mm-hmm. they claim to to back it to gold, which yeah. to me it doesn't make much of a sense, and it's 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 kind of. Um, uh, not something that that can't be verified, you know, to a large degree. Um, but the digital currency of the Bahamas is literally just a replacement—not a replacement, but more so a, a a supplement to the way we use cash right now. It, it, it aims to decrease the circulation of cash because printing, designing money is very expensive, mm-hmm. and transporting money is ex- very, very expensive. expensive. And there are a lot of intangible factors like safety, security. And also, after Abaco, a lot of residents began, began to realize that keeping money in the house isn't safe anymore because mm. a lot of people lost their life savings yeah. because it's all like held in cash. Yeah, mm. looting. And all looting, that. exactly. Cash on them. So, all in all, I mean, cash is becoming a, me- a mechanism of the past and it's no longer really viable going forward in the future. So, back to Carlisle's point, um, are tellers' jobs are at stake? I would say no. It's just that the way that the jobs are set up now are, be- are going to become more digitized or going to be more sophisticated in the way that they handle clientele. They client face, uh, the client-facing interface is going to be drastically different in the next five, ten years than, than it is right now. Well, I think that that's very important. And see, like, um, for me and most of all of us here, yeah. being financial professionals, it's like getting a good understanding. I see that the central bank is doing some some tours, some visits, some stuff to get the information out there. Yeah. But I also realize the importance of a digital currency that's needed in the Bahamas. If you go down to the Southern Islands, mm-hmm. I recently was down to Auckland's and Cricket Island, and there's no banks. No. Yeah. There's no bank. Not at all. None at all. So, like, I think it's going to be paramount for this digital currency to take effect in those islands where there's no banks. Now, but the problem that I see uh-huh. is trying to, by and large, educate the populace down there and let them know how, how they're going to do this because, okay, say they sign up for Sand Dollar, Bobby, uh-huh. and I'm just thinking now, uh, if you have a Sand Dollar account and we do these transactions, how these people now get their money? When you say they're gonna get what fiat money or digital or digital? The, well, the sand dollar. Okay. The sand dollar will be classified as what you would call it. Currency. Currency. Yeah. yeah. So okay, they do transactions through the sand dollar. How now? Now they want real cash. Let's be real. Cause down there they go look at mommy and poppy down there. They gonna want that real hand money now. You can't get that dime bag <laughs> yeah. with no sand dollar. So, right. How now? How are we now gonna? <laughs> You know, convert that so that now they could do something, whatever real transactions down yeah. there with cash. How do you convert it back to the physical? So right now, it's going to be a bit more tedious because, um, you know, yeah, right now we're going through a pilot. We still have our pilots um, in Abaco and Exuma for now. We're, we're okay. testing a, a concept, right? This is all a proof of concept okay. because we're, we're actually the first country in the world to introduce a retail CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. Um, so a lot of countries are actually relying on us for counsel and guidance. Oh, wow, okay. But furthermore, right now, because That's everything is so so cash-based, right, converting mm-hmm. that, doing that conversion takes perhaps a lot of physical presence and a lot of um, infrastructure investments, okay. uh, so to speak. So we may have to introduce Kiko's, Kiko points, cash and cash out points in the form mm-hmm. of either terminals, in the, fo- in the form of uh, AT- uh, perhaps a kiosk, ATM machines, mm-hmm. okay. or we may have to actually set uh, sort of like... Um, Mm. point of sales or point of conversion stands temporary kind of uh, points 
in those family islands to first facilitate the conversion process. And as time goes on, as people develop a, a higher comfort level around digital transactions, maybe those those touch points will decrease over time as people start, you know, using more digital currency. So what makes this different from a debit or credit card? Good question. So right now, if you look on your debit and credit card, you see what? MasterCard, Visa. Right. right. I mean, they're not working for free. Okay. Right? So at the end of the day, someone has to pay that transaction fee. And most of these transaction settlements go offshore and then they come back into the country. Uh, so there's some logistical um, sort of uh, inconveniences there as well, um, in addition to the cost element. And second, secondly, most of these vendors have to invest an initial amount to acquire some of these terminals just to be able to transact in credit cards, right? right. And most, most uh, smaller mom and pop stores can't afford right. to pay these terminals because it cuts into their very meager profit margins already. Yeah, not right. only the, the initial terminal fees, but just the transaction fee, like that merchant yeah, charge. Yeah, transaction fees as well. $20, so. $20 minimum when you go to a convenience store. Flip. <laughs> well, that in itself, I Is mean, it? that's another topic. Yeah. That's something that's, 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 that's that should be allowed. By, yeah, yeah. by the way, that's actually that's actually not allowed. If it does happen, you, you could report them, you to, the, report could report them yeah, to your bank. Yeah. It's not allowed. So so my question is, in, in regards to to the to the the sand dollar uh-huh. um, um, are there what are some of the challenges that y'all are facing now in regards to it is it is it just a lack of people not being comfortable with it is it lack of infrastructure um, you know here in the Bahamas they, they get off and say we can't keep the lights on yeah, yeah. Uh, so how, how are we going to manage a, which, which seems like a brand new financial transaction system uh, moving forward uh, to Quentin's point, education is key. Right now, we have to really retool, retrain professionals and individuals to get a comfort level um, in transacting with digital currency. Because Bahamians in, 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 like are very, um, very, very. Uh, they like to touch. They're very tactile mm-hmm. uh, individuals. They like to, to hold hold physical things and and you know uh, transact using cash. But um, we one, we're trying to re-educate the people, and two, one of the cha- biggest challenges. Um, really de- developing the infrastructure from the ground up, right? So we actually had to in, um, invest a, a lot um, up front to develop a network that has the redundancy to be up and running when there is no data connection, when there is okay. no Wi-Fi network, when the BPL decides to cut off power. Mm-hmm. You know, So we have to develop um, secondary ways and uh, tertiary mm. ways to, to be able to allow... Keep the network Yeah, running. keep the network up 24-7 as we promised. Okay. Or 99.99 okay. availability, right. uh, percent right. of availability. And, and are y'all working with the, with the major banks for this? Are they partners in this or is this something separate apart from them? Is this, is this a danger to their business? Or, or, Not necessarily. Or, they've been, they've been very receptive. Uh, we we have actually two 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 commercial banks that are that are favorably on board and and they are very optimistic about the opportunities and they've been actively working with us to develop their 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 front end solutions to tie into the um, sand dollars. But um, we're 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 essentially helping them develop an alternative to uh, uh, their archaic business model. Mm. Right right now they 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 they're, they're like oh you guys are reeling in the previously under banked or unbanked population you're yeah. increasing our deposit base you know what i'm saying because right now a lot of a lot of cash is still being uh, perpetuated and in in, in in shadow banking or in other right. businesses that they don't necessarily see the profit profit uh, from it anyways right. yeah. the commercial and, banks and then i think i just read um earlier today the mattress and pillow banking 
still mm-hmm. exists in those parts of the country where You'd people just hide the money under the mattress You'd or leave it yes. physical cash at home. Yeah. Well, yeah, so that's like, and Jay, to your point, like that, I mean, they got no bank. No. They got no ATM machine. That's the only place. I mean, some islands, you look at it to go down there. When you be paid, the island administrator pay people in cash mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes, you know, so like mm-hmm. legit straight cash. And so that's why I, I think the importance of the pilot program for the sign dollar is very I, I, I commend the Central Bank of the Bahamas for taking such a bold move. But I think the biggest thing is going to be so. So for me, as a financial professional, right, uh-huh. if you had to tell me if, so the process right now, I have to download the Sand Dollar app, uh-huh. correct? Uh-huh. Once I download the app, if I go to the store, the store has to be a part of the Sand Dollar program as well. They have well. to have the app as well. They have to have the, the app, app as well. well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so that's the thing. So, you know, trying to get the digital age in the Bahamas. Download, yeah. <laughs> come. Because at yeah. the end of the day, if you walk into, I mean, right, right now, I feel like if Chances are, if you walk into a bigger store, a more established store, they have credit card terminals. Mm-hmm. You know, most most of them are cre- accept credit cards. And when we went down to Exuma and Abaco, m- most of the major stores there have credit card oh, machines. Oh, yeah. So you think mm-hmm. we'll have sand dollar machines in the future? Yeah. Actually, actually, you don't even have to have sand dollar machines. All you need is your cell phone. You can mm-hmm. be, it could be an Apple. Uh, it could be an iPod, iPad, uh, a cell phone, or if you, if you prefer one of those more industrial great POS terminals that can mm-hmm. print out receipts and be able to scan mm-hmm. QR codes, you okay. can make that initial investment. And it's not really that expensive as well. You know? But so like, I, I, I think that as long as you can um, uh, reduce the cost of transaction for consumers, mm-hmm. they'll start adopting the new age use of yeah, and they'll start adjusting. Well, I guess I'll also look at it from you know a potential investor perspective. So say you have a group of Bahamians and they say, okay, we want to try and see how we can capitalize. This sand dollar program is just going to be solely prohibited to the central bank of the Bahamas or is there going to be possible avenues for other tech developers to develop a similar type currency setup? Um, that's a very good question. Right now, uh, our network is only extended to the supervised financial entities, okay. institutions, uh, payment service providers, money transfer businesses, and commercial banks, uh, and, uh, and also credit unions as well. But in the future, we do expect that uh, fintech innovations will come on stream and there will be more participants mm-hmm. in the sand dollar network but right now in this proof of concepts phase and and, and pilot phase we're, we're only limiting to mm-hmm. li- ri- limiting our risk exposure to just those individuals that we can comfortably um sort of extend our technology to okay and so uh, so another question i was told you know we like our little conspiracy <laughs> theories uh-huh. i was told that the sand dollar and the elimination of the one cent a penny uh-huh. is all this joint venture to move us away from cash and currency altogether do you see that happening in the future in terms of us saying listen we're going to move towards a cashless environment we're going to get rid of the penny first and the five cent and the ten cent and slowly the, but surely is that is that the direction that we're moving no I would say I would say more le- less likely than not uh, more likely than not no uh, right now it just it's just more expensive to create to mint pennies than it actually is worth and that's why you see a lot of these individuals uh, walking around and just tossing their their one cents on the ground and it's really just waste resources if you look at it that's right. that's a resource you know, that is that's a, resource. a resource that you're wasting copper you know hmm. and also the the designing and the minting of those and and I would say that um, we we will never, I would say, I mean, reasonably 
never move to a cashless society because we've actually studied the Swedish model, and it's what's the Swedish model? They they're pretty much cashless. Pretty much they're cashless. like ninety. 97 or 98 percent wow cashless. okay wow. but they're actually now going back to having cash because um i think it's counterintuitive to go completely cashless because technology is fallible right humans are fallible yeah. so there mm. always will have to be some level of redundancy to where people can still convey value without going digital mm. you know and i don't see the bahamas ever going away with cash Right. And I do see the value, but I, I do also see the value of having less reliance on cash, given our um, our, our, our climate of of of, of uh, crime and and uh, and you know like uh, high transaction costs, high cost of living, and things of that nature. I do see there are certain cutbacks that we can make to make it more efficient. Okay. Question with the with the sand dollars, and I was writing up like I say, you're gonna have a wallet. Will there be a charge for me to get a sand dollar wallet? So now if I want to do the digital currency, you're gonna charge me to open up an account? Or and who who are the accounts available to? Like do I have to be a Bahamian to buy the sand dollar or how did, how would that work? So the underlying premise of the sand dollar project is to is to um, increase financial inclusion. Mm. Okay? And cash is available to everyone, regardless of your gender, creed, nationality. So we t- intend to rep- mirror the same, the same uh, principle in that foreigners can get, you know, uh, sand dollar wallets. Even if you're, even if you're a illegal, illegal migrant, mm-hmm. you can theoretically still hold cash, right? And we hold yeah. that true in the sand dollar world. Um, and right now, the, 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 the reference app that we've created, I don't envision it being the, the app the, the, the app that the only app that transacts sand dollars in the future the various financial institutions will create their own version of the app mm-hmm. think of sand dollar as the medium of exchange or medium of transfer not necessarily the vessel not, not necessarily the, the the carrier or the transmitter right it's it's merely just the medium of of, of transfer okay you know um, the, so in the future wallet wallet providers are going to be more sophisticated they're going to have more bells and whistles the app that we have is called the reference app which has the own, the basic sort of um, necessities of, of being able to just transact yeah. from wallet to wallet let's see that's good because I mean we look at it right because we know we, you know you know there's cash app like, you know yeah, I could yeah. sit down and yeah. I could send Kalal whatever anyone yeah. have money right away digital transaction the Central Bank of the Bahamas I know someone personally that tried to do a venture but the Central Bank of the Bahamas is giving them a whole lot of restrictions do you believe that there'll be eventually some leniency from the Central Bank in terms of allow these type of transactions that happen because it's good that they're making this move for the sand dollar but I mean most beamers will tell you they want something like a cash app to be able right, to transfer right. money right send, away send that $40 yeah. <laughs> right away yeah, right. you know not, not everyone buying with Scotia so I can't forward you right through my Scotia app or whatever like that person's with multiple bank accounts or my banks why aren't we pushing for something like that now in 2020 um, I mean, sand dollar is bank agnostic. It's institution mm-hmm. agnostic, right? Like I was saying, it's just a medium what of is transfer. Agnostic. agnostic, agnostic, meaning it doesn't <laughs> care if you're. Don't care. Yeah, it doesn't mm-hmm. care if you're of your of your Scotia Bank or RBC or or Suncash or 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 you know Cash and Go. It doesn't matter. I don't know. 
Well, I mean, I, I, eventually, I mean, Island Luck can can use sand dollars. I mean, okay. at the end of the day, it's legal tender, right? Gotcha. Any institution, any organization that chooses to use sand dollars as a, as a medium of uh, value, then they can they can do so. Um, but but to your point, right? Right now, because it's such a novel sort of idea and, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. concept. Not a lot of fintech inst- not a lot of fintech endeavors are I guess being being done right now. We, we we've we've gotten a lot of various uh, proposals and a lot of ideas, but we haven't really seen one that is mature enough that we feel comfortable in being able to say, you know give them the other keys. Yeah, this is this is the app. This is the okay. app that, that meets all the security parameters, has all the, the bells and whistles and, and all of that. But I understand that it takes time. It takes time for FinTech to develop. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're right now waiting for it to incubate and we're trying to create a, a best breeding ground for ideas to where in the future these FinTech companies can theoretically come in and, and say, this is, this is our product. Yeah. No, I, I think I think it's um I think it's when when I think of it right my 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 the, the main concern that I've had with with um my discussions with people around it is just this whole idea that Bahamians and the Bahamas ain't ready for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we ain't ready to move away from our tellers. Um, and and that has been shown based on the response that RBC had when RBC initially made this move to a more digital-based platform because Bahamians like to, I think like you mentioned, Uh they like to see that money in their hand, feel that and count that and pass that over to the teller, let the teller count that Uh and pass that, deposit that, and then give my receipt to go. So I think... Put it in my book. Yeah, put it in my book, right? Uh And so... um, I think that that's that's the main thing. So, but you don't think that this is a taking a step in the direction too fast or going moving faster than the Bahamian people, or do you think it's something that's due? And then the second question is, where's this lineup in regards to where the world is? Mm-hmm. Because we don't live in just the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. We live in a we live in a very globally connected world. And just the other day, the Netherlands were telling us we have to incorporate um, certain taxes, right. or else they blacklist us. Right. How does this tie into all of the regulations worldwide that we have to follow now? So to your first question, I think you gotta give us you gotta give the Bahamian people more credit, man. We're we're a lot of, we're forward thinking, you know. A lot of us, especially, I mean, needless to say, the millennials are on, on board. You know, yeah, they're right. they're all mm-hmm. about the hype. They're all about, all about following the newest, uh, the best trends. Um, even like down to the boomers and and those individuals that live in the family islands that may have not been, uh, super accustomed to technology, by the sheer convenience of them not having to take a ferry drive 40 minutes to a bank mm. and then wait in line Fair for point. another hour and then have to ch- and then have to pay some fees to bank with that particular institution Fair 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 at the end of the day i mean convenience trumps any discomfort any right. any sort of lack of knowledge or lack of understanding or you know so i i do think that over time perhaps not in the next month or so but maybe over time in the next six months in the next year people are going to, going to start gravitating towards this uh, this new medium and and also at the end of the day, right? Um, I think it's also helping broaden the, the 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 economic vibrancy of the Bahamas. Right now, a lot of young entrepreneurs they they're always asking, how can I accept payments online? How do I mm-hmm. how do I uh, accept digital payments without having to pay an arm and a leg or have to go through tons of regulatory um, red tapes? 
with Sand Dollar, you can legitimately be your own business, mm-hmm. be your own business owner in, in less than 10 minutes just by signing up. You can start accepting mm. payments from the comfort of your own home. And that really broadens the level of e-commerce capabilities in the Bahamas. And also, if right now you walk into a, 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 um, the straw market and if you don't have cash, you're out of luck. Yeah. Right. Fresh. right? You're turning a Fresh lot of customers luck. away because you don't accept anything other than cash. So with the Sand Dollar app, or with the sand dollar, you'll be able to accept payments, any so any form of digital payments you choose to. So that broadens a lot more sort of um, business. Well, see, because I think that responsibility, I think, has to come down on the regulators because I think the fear of some persons, like you vendors or persons right. like, okay, man, banks can hit me and charge me so much if I do a, a, a digital transfer mm-hmm. that, man, I rather this cash. Mm-hmm. And so I think the regulators or the regulatory bodies has a huge responsibility to dispel that myth. Absolutely. To, because they have to be able, like the central bank, of course, mm-hmm. to be able to say, okay, these stuff, are we gonna tr- we're going to force and make sure that, look here, it's going to be better for you to deal with digital other than this cash. So they need to let the banks know that, hey, these persons will do these transactions. You, you can't hit them with these hard, exorbitant fees to withdraw their money and all this stuff. So, so, like, I think the body of the work, it comes from the top. Right, right. And I think it's a trickle-down effect. And once those bodies do what needs to be done, ease the, I guess, the consumer's confidence and their, just their myths, they'd be able to go. And we also want to be cautious not to invade anyone's business operation or their, their, mm. their, bus, their business decisions. You yeah. know, we don't want to impose anything that's going to negatively affect impact their, their, their businesses. So we have to tre- tread a very uh, careful line or a thin line there. Um, although we do want to promote the adoption of sand dollars, we are looking to u- utilize the commercial banks, the uh, the PSPs, the MTBs to do so, so, so as to not dissent the uh, just intermediate the financial market, mm-hmm. you know. So excellent, man. I think I think it's very helpful. Um, good part about it is, you you ain't got to interact with people, so you get to duck that coronavirus by dealing with sand dollar. You get know, to- actually today there was an article on Bloomberg that I saw that there's a new f- new war on cash because people are afraid of handling paper money. Yeah, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they are. Listen, crazy. give me all of your paper money, and I will insure. I will insure. I will disinfect your paper money for you. <laughs> but listen, um, while we I appreciate it. Bobby Digital, last in your name. Yes, sir. Bobby Bobby Digital. (laughs) 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 Wu-Tang. Listen, we appreciate the insight, man. Um, And I just wanted to put a plug in there that Mm -hmm. if you don't want to take the risk of giving Kyle out of your physical cash, (laughs) we know that it's a more profitable investment opportunity with the Titan funds, Mm. with Investor. That was... That was um, something that launched last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yeah, last year, and from the reports, they've been doing pretty good so far. So the Titan Fund, the Titan Balance Fund, is still out there. It's still an investment opportunity. If you are interested, I would say go to investor.com um, and go from there. Check Take out. a look into it, and if it is something that you are interested in, if you have some physical cash just lying around that you don't want to give call out, to take advantage of, then you take advantage must- of that. Well, definitely. Well, that's good. Like, I mean, but one of the things that we like to try to do, Bobby, at the end of the show, like, we want everyone to pretty much, like, just give their their parting sense, you know, mm-hmm. just stuff that, you know, just pretty much a statement or say or something not a prevailing point that you want persons. And I think in your case, talking about the sound dollar, what's something that you would want to leave the audience to 
think or just permeate mm-hmm. about the sand dollar? Um, I would say from a, I'm, I'm gonna take it even like kind of further and more broad. I would say financial literacy in general is so important in our community now. Mm-hmm. You know, and I appreciate you fellas for 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 starting this new wave of podcasts and education. Um, it really it really, you know, takes takes the Bahamas from a more unilateral economy to a mm-hmm. more sophisticated sort of you know economy and type of financial markets um, and, and also educates the young people to know how to invest like you had mentioned the Titan funds you know so now I think we need to start thinking globally and how we can how we can start investing on global markets and be able to educate our our young gen other younger generations to to have a deeper understanding of not just our economy but what's happening globally and how that's going to end ultimately impact our bottom lines. So I, I appreciate you fellas for doing it, and I feel like others um, have been doing it as well in, in in other parts of the media. So that's so kudos to everyone that's been doing that. All right, excellent. Thank you, Bobby. My takeaway: give me your cash. I'll spray it down for you, Lysol. No, but seriously, with the coronavirus, everybody is not really financial. But make sure wash up your hands. Don't yep. touch your face. Yep. Three cough, three cough limit. Someone cough three yep. times around. You get two out. for me. Two for me. Two <laughs> get for out. Me. Get out the way. Um, but yeah, that's me. Yeah. Uh, my tip would be, don't be afraid of changes mm. when it comes yeah. to embrace the, change. Yeah, embrace change. Now, I would say to take it with a grain of salt. Like, don't just jump in. Like Bobby mentioned, uh, carrot bars and do your research. Yeah, do your, do your research, re- do, always do your research when it comes to the things, the unknown. Yep. But don't be afraid as you just write it off. Right. So the sand dollar is a great initiative. It's a great idea, and, and I look forward to it. That's my last piece. Yeah. Sense. Well, one of the things for me, like I want to say, like what I realize is that I think fintech companies in the Bahamas is going to be, it's going to, it's going to balloon. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, if, I mean, you know, I'm not giving any investor financial tips out there, but I think taking a look at some possible fintech companies that will eventually evolve or develop in the Bahamas is something that you should really look at and yep. something that could really, in the long term, give you some good dividends. Yeah. You know, but other than that, man, Bobby, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Like I said, we just try to break it down for our listeners. And like I say, once again, thanks to Investor. Thank you all for listening to us for this first season. We've been Sorry. doing really good things, so appreciate it. Thanks to John and the crew, and we do what we got to do. Yeah, shout out Ted Yes Senior. Yeah. <laughs> hey, and before Thank we you. go, remember to use the hashtag Dollars and Cents. If you have any questions, any comments, anything you want to add um, to the discussion, make sure you use Dollars and Cents hashtags on all platform, and we'll likely find. It. Remember, Q's DMs is still open. So no, financial, so financial questions, that is. Financial, financial question, questions, ladies. So if you, if, you need, if you have a question or have a topic that you want us to cover, make sure you hit up Q's DMs. And then, Bobby, if they have any more, um, anything that they want to ask or that we didn't cover over the Sand Dollar, where they could find you or find more about the Sand Dollar? Uh, they could go on the website. They can go on Central Bank's website. We have a portal um, that dedicated to Sand Dollar, but you can also go to www.sanddollar.bs. Okay. Excellent. Right. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay.